Vitae, y'all, and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. You know me, you missed me, you hated me. It's a me, Gavril. And here is my green-suited brother from another mother, Mr. Kevin. It's a me, Luigi. I hate you. Chris is out this week due to some personal issues. Of course, all our love goes over to you, man. Uh, last week, the guys talked about some boring shit and made a mockery of my introduction. This week, Kevin and I will be talking about the auction house, which boils down to the rich get richer and the poor stay poor. Folks, I'm just going to tell you right now, here's my message to you. Anarchy! Riot against the 1%! Um, with that, we're going to fire all of our guns and explode into space right into this week's show. How you doing, Kevin? I'm good. How are you doing, buddy? I am always doing wonderfully. It was nice to have a weekend off for once uh, after, what, uh, 31 shows almost? 30 shows? Mm-hmm. It was very nice. It was very nice to have a nice uh, weekend off for once in my life. Um, so what you been up to this week, buddy? We finally got down Mr. Kill Jaden on hey, normal mode. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Um, I actually did well in the fight. So, you know. For once in your life. Yeah, for once in my life. Um, I did the weekly quest, which is world quests this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 5,000 order resources. Yeah. I mean, I don't really need the order resources, but it was nice to get out into the world get some quests done. Um, I've been farming nether shards to try to um, get the relinquished tokens. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get that damn trinket. So I'm just, I just keep, uh, I, I spend all of my nether shards on the, uh, the gambling ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I gamble all of okay. my nether shards. All right. Have you won anything? Um, I think my best was like 10,000 shards. Okay. That's cool. I'm shooting for the big prize. I think it's like a hundred thousand shards. Yeah, then you can get all the tokens you want, buddy. All the tokens ever. I will be swimming in tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got down one of the uh, heroic bosses, the first one, um, Gorgamesh, or I don't know, Gorgonoff, or something like that. Gorgonoff. Yeah, that was pretty easy. But and then we wiped on the other ones, or no, we got down the second one too. The um, uh, we. I can't take, remember what the monster's name is. It's it's the one monster. Harjitan? Um, yeah, Harjitan. Did that yeah, guy so too. y'all went y'all went LFR path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So, I don't know anything about how the path goes in Tomb, because I haven't actually raided Tomb. I just know from the LFR. So yeah. if that's not where it branches off into the separate paths, so be it. I'm an idiot. It was still fun. Oh, good to so, hear. Good to hear. Yeah, what about you? Um, not a whole lot going on. Uh, I have been absolutely swamped with work. This is a, this is a really busy period of time for me. So I haven't had a whole lot of time to do much anything. Of course, I am still playing Hearthstone. Um, I'm feeling like I gotta find a new deck because the ones I'm playing right now are kind of getting their asses kicked. Um, I've been playing a lot of control decks, uh, Discovery Mage, um, uh, Midrange Priest. Uh, various types of Lyra Priest, and it's just like, I'm getting my ass kicked right now. There's a lot of mid-range decks out there that are really, really strong and really aggressive. Uh, in addition to the fact that the games are taking twice as long, and that's really not conducive to climbing the ladder right about now, so uh, I-, I might have to sink back into some aggro and uh, try to get some climb up, try to get back up into the fives before I go back to control, so not so happy about that. Um... A little bit of Season 11 on my Necromancer on D3. Uh, it's been entertaining so far. Um, I have been... Uh, I got sucked back into Warframe. I haven't really had a whole lot of time to play WoW, but Warframe is really quick and easy for me to jump right into, but I always feel really dirty for playing it because it reminds me of the grindiest Korean grind MMO that ever existed, despite being made by Canadians. Okay. Uh, but I do like the game. I love the game. But it it's something that you know it's a it, it's a it's an every so often kind of thing. It's it's an every now and then treat. Um, and I've been busy worshiping the Void Dragon because fuck the Tech Priests of Mars. Um, so Mr. Chris is uh, gonna be out at least for this week. Uh, it might be a couple of weeks. We're not entirely certain right now. Uh, we are going to be looking uh, for some guests. So if you know you know us and you like to talk to us, and uh, yeah, give us a holler. Uh, we're looking for some guests to help fill in for the next week at least. 
Uh, of course, uh, all our love and best wishes over to you, Mr. Chris. I uh, hope everything's going all right and well. And no, he is not dying or anything like that. It's just some personal issues he has to, he's taken care of. Yep. All right. Uh, so listener feedback, what's going on? What is in the news this week for our listeners? In the news this week, we have no feedback on Gmail. This is tw- 31 episodes in running. So, no, that I, I shouldn't say that because we did have Mr. Uh, Vincent Minucci did ask for stickers one time, which I did mail to him, and he has not confirmed if he received them or not. Um, Vince, why you got to do that? The man mailed yeah. you stickers. Those fucking stickers that I hate yes. so much. Those limited edition stickers. Mm-hmm. And we did get email previously from Mr. Lord Shaper, but no email this week for us. We did get a book from Mr. Lazy AI on Twitter. He seriously dedicated four tweets just to providing feedback on the show. Um, on the show itself, he said that Gavril sacrificed to the God machine. Chris is high on happy juice and Kevin is his usual unemotive self. Um, 30 minutes of faffing ensued. So that was his uh, feedback on last week's show, which Gavril has not even listened to yet. And I am shaming him live on the air for that. Okay, that's fine. Um, And then he went into Legion Legendaries, which we spoke about previously. Um, Mm -hmm. Legion Legendaries are a colossal missed opportunity in contrast to the artifact weapon, which is a linear progression. The Legendaries provide different play styles like the Holodin Cloak, making Light of the Martyr usable, or Resto Shaman Boots, making Healing Rain, and by extension, the Doluge talent viable instead of linking these abilities to the already class defining order hall that they were attached to random items so i think you know it sounds like he likes the idea of being able to change talents or you know manipulate talents to make other talents viable um and and that is a good thing i mean we see that a lot in diablo 3 where we have set items and we have the ability to kind of you know, use one build or another build that works well or synergizes well with the the gear that we're wearing. Um, so maybe there's a missed opportunity there by having them, you know, be attached to legendary items, which is a serious random drop on if you even get one or not. Yeah, and I mean, I can totally agree with that sentiment. That actually is something that I've brought up before, and Chris and I have sat and talked about this. Um, it's something that very much seems like it could have been better used as a alternate progression path or something maybe tied to the artifact weapon itself. Um, I personally would have preferred seeing fewer legendaries, but like maybe one class legendary and then a neutral legendary, uh, maybe like a class defining legendary or a multi-spec legendary that would have worked. Uh, it would have been something that you worked towards through the expansion, like the ring or the cloak or something like that. Um, that altered what it did based on spec, uh, as opposed to all these different legendaries having all these different abilities and all these different, uh, synergies that exist right now. Um, I really am going to be curious as to see what they end up doing in, uh, eight point with 8.0 with the next expansion. Um, because I personally, I personally feel like we're probably going to see another Path of the Titans-style system, which, I mean, the artifact weapon right now is basically Path of the Titans. Uh, It it is essentially Path of the Titans as Path of the Titans existed in the past. So we should... I'm curious to see where they end up going with this this, uh, side progression, this alternate progression path. So, Um, yeah, I really would have enjoyed seeing these abilities tied to something related to your order hall or just something just tied straight to the artifact weapon. But that's not yeah. the direction Blizzard went with. Um, there's not much we can do about that. Yeah, it it really seems like the things that you plug into the artifact weapon, there's a missed opportunity there where you <clears throat> instead of just like plugging in whatever is the highest eye level, um, which is what I do, and I just get whatever random buff you know from that, um, I even forget what those damn things are called. Whatever Relics. it's, yeah, whatever the relic is, it would have been nice to be able to turn on or turn off a certain ability that changed the way that the weapon operated or changed the play style of the weapon so that you had some control over it. 
you know, that would have been an easy, easier way to implement it than getting something random to drop to make something viable. Like the whole thing that I have with the cloak with the Holy priest where, you know, I can die and come back to life. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's nice to have, but it's very situational and like you, you know, you almost have to say, okay, don't heal me. I need to die here so that I can like get some free healing off or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's very, very awkward to use like in the heat of the moment. So it's, um, it's it a really off, kind so. of super situational utility. Like that mm-hmm. one is like a super situational utility thing. Just like, um, paladins have one, uh, ageless Jamalgar arm guards of whatever. It's a wrist. And if you take fatal damage, it automatically prop procs a, additional shield of vengeance for 200 percent of the normal shield of vengeance and it's it's basically a cheat death it's a get out of jail free card um much like the cloak is um i really would have preferred seeing that you know tied into another system or tied into another progression path okay honestly so moving on to albie's corner um this week on albie's corner he let us know that he rage quit the show when he was listening to it recently. LB rage quit the show. Okay. Yeah. Sounds he rage like quit me rage quitting. The show. <laughs> so, um, he was listening to the show and when, uh, Chris was talking about overwatch being one of the only games that ever was released on console and PC, he immediately turned off the show and stopped listening to it. <laughs> well, I mean, Chris is technically not wrong. But kind of wrong. It's kind of like a weird middle ground. Uh, simultaneous live releases across multiple consoles are not the norm. Um, the, it's, it's getting closer to being the norm these days, but in over the past 20 years, it's been something where, you know, it either released on console or PC. And then, you know, months, in some cases, years later, it released onto the other format. Um, the, the times are growing shorter and shorter these days. And some games, in fact, do have live simultaneous releases, but, uh, nothing really that I've seen on the scale of like Overwatch, say Overwatch, take Overwatch, for example. Well, Overwatch was one of the biggest games, but like, you know, LB is stating that Dirt 4 came out same day in both PC and console and Borderlands 2. So are, are, are we, are we Russian? Is that what it is? We care about Dirt 4? (laughs) and final fantasy 11 um he said that that chris said it was a simultaneous release but uh was not it was not it released on ps2 first and then it released on pc i think okay i can't remember um i remember because my twin brother got that expensive ass hard drive and played final fantasy (laughs) 11 on our ps2 via our shitty internet connection at the time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on uh, to shout outs. We did have some extra followers on Twitter. Thanks for following us. Mr. Sean Beeson, uh, Mr. Brizza, uh, Brizza EK, EG, and uh, Geeks of Azeroth. Um, I have not listened to those guys' podcast, but uh, I guess I'll have to check them out now. They're following us on the Twitter. Yeah, give them a listen. Yep. All right. Moving on to the news. All right. This week in the news, we're going to go ahead and start off with World of Warcraft, since ostensibly we are a World of Warcraft podcast. Uh, So there are a couple of minor things that have come up in the last week. Um, World bosses are going to a fixed rotation schedule, uh, which is nice if you're hunting for a specific uh, artifact appearance, hidden artifact appearance. That makes it a little bit more reliable, despite the fact that most of the hidden artifact appearances now drop from raid bosses or dungeon bosses. But, I mean, if you're doing, if you know you're hunting for that epic, you know, Titan Forged Arcano Crystal or whatever, it's still a, it, it makes it a little bit more reliable to track down. Um, LFR Wing 3 released this week. Uh, that is the Throne of the Avatar, I think is what it's called or something like that. Uh, it's uh, something yeah, like I'm that. Sure. I don't remember. Um, but that's everything up till and before Kill Jaden. 
Uh, Wing 4 will release August 8th. That is going to be the Kill Jaden fight itself, so that's going to be really interesting to see. Um, of course, as we know, uh, Mythic Kill Jaden is already down. Method has posted the video. I believe we linked into that last week, or y'all linked into that last week, so... Um, it's all really quiet on the WoW front until some more concrete information comes out on the 7.3 release. 7.3 PTR is shaping up really well so far. Um, I haven't had a chance to get back in and mess around with it and see what's going on. Um, but, uh, all the PTR notes I've been seeing are really interesting. They're still juggling a lot of the tier 21, uh, set bonuses and things like that. So can't wait to see what is going on. I might actually jump on the PTR today and play around a little bit. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, in last little interesting bit of news for WoW, uh, Mio and LOL, uh, famous for doing solo runs as a Death Knight back in the day, uh, and playing a Vengeance DH now for solo content, has soloed a 19 Court of Stars Mythic Keystone, uh, which is ridiculous as fuck. Uh, holy crap. Uh, good on you, Mio. Uh, I don't even think I would attempt a 19 in a group. You haven't hit your 20 yet? No. No, you got to you got to dig for that. You're you're geared enough for 20, son. Okay. Uh so uh did you want to cover like Heroes of the Storm because I know Heroes of the Storm is a pretty interesting one this week? Yeah, we got Garrosh announced. We got the spotlight video. Um I was able to look at all of the different uh abilities that Garrosh has. Um I think it's really going to be cool that you can pull someone in and then bounce them over your head like a freaking juggler. So mm-hmm. you can pull someone in if they're a certain distance away from you and then you can throw them over your head behind you or like over your wall even. So this like looks like it's going to be really cool. So it sounds like it's the rage flip ability from barbarians in D3, which they, they threw a spear and then they flipped people behind them. Mm hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's just going to wreck people. If you can get that off on someone in the back line, it's going to be a great ability for you to um, tear down one of their squishies. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him in action. I don't know. I'm, I'm not like so interested to play him because I'm not really a warrior person, but um, I'm glad that he's a, a warrior and not an assassin. I feel like we've been getting a lot of assassins lately, and it's nice to see a new warrior into the, the bunch. Uh, definitely nice. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him as multi-class, but I, I feel like he would have played way too much like Varian. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, he does no, have a question. taunt heroic too, which is a little odd. Yeah, And it's um, like a multi-taunt instead of a single taunt. Oh, that's interesting. Now, the question is, I haven't actually watched any of the Garrosh release stuff. I haven't watched the announced trailer or anything. What are his heroics? So the one allows you to taunt people in an AoE around you. So multiple heroes could get taunted to start fighting him instead of who they're targeting. And then the second one is basically a spin attack that will slow people in an area around him. And he's got three charges of that. So you can like do this whirlwind, slow people down. And then when it wears off, do it again and then again. So he basically got blade storm. So I don't know, something like that. So anyway, I mean, it looks, it looks pretty cool. I'm looking forward to, you know, him um, in the Nexus. So that's going to be really interesting to see. Um, now, uh, Suns Out, Guns Out is over already or is it over tomorrow? I am not sure. I, I I have been like losing tons of games in Heroes of the Storm and Quick Match has been a complete freaking disaster. So I literally have not touched it in weeks. You and me both, son. I, I need to play a little bit more Heroes, but sometimes I just can't bring myself to. Mm-hmm. Um, so Diablo 3 news real quick uh, news is very sparse season 11 is going decently um, the necro set in that you get from Hadric's gift which you do by which you get by completing the seasonal journey uh, ha- is absolutely bonkers it's the Rathmus set I believe uh, it's absolutely insane and there are people talking about doing GR 100s pretty easily on your own after you get a little bit of the gear put together so that's absolutely crazy uh, that they would release that as they said that's so, a way to get people playing Necromancer. Definitely. Definitely get people to drop that 14 bucks on the Necromancer. <laughs> um, so 
In Hearthstone news, uh, we are seeing more and more of the uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne cards released and leaked. We have seen quite a few. We now have two of the Death Knight cards released. It is uh, Frost Lich Jaina and Deathstalker Rexar. So that's the Mage and Hunter uh, Death Knight cards. We've seen those. Uh, we'll see the rest of the Death Knight cards. Uh, the other seven of them next week, I believe, was the uh, was the information they sent out. Right now, I'm not really all that hyped about the cards I've seen so far. There are a couple that are going to enable a lot of, enable some really crazy bullshit. But at the moment, because the meta is so well adapted, it's very stale at the moment. And we'll have to see what the meta brings. Um, everybody talked really heavily about, um, Jade being dead at, uh, once, um, the current expansion, oh god, uh, Journey to Ungrow. Once Journey to Ungrow came out, they talked about Jade Druid being dead and, you know, other control decks being able to rise in its place, and all I've seen is that Jade Druid is still very dominant in the control scene, uh, which really sucks, uh, because the fun part was is that Quest Rogue actually hard-countered Jade Druid. Uh, you really have a hard time countering it now, though, because with, with the nerf to the Caverns Below quest uh, being five minions instead of four, it makes it a lot more difficult to take down control decks. Um, but we'll have to see how it shakes out when it actually comes out. Um, they did announce, uh, I believe it was Dave Kosak who did a dev update uh, about the new mission content. So oppose the new way of Hearthstone releasing content is going to be three expansions a year instead of two expansions and an adventure. Uh, in exchange for not getting an adventure, we will be getting mission content during the expansions. Uh, the Frozen Throne, the Knights of the Frozen Throne mission content is going to be ascending the uh, Frozen Throne, uh, ascending Ice Crown Citadel, ultimately culminating in a fight against Arthas, the Lich King himself, at the very top. If you defeat Arthas with all nine classes, if you're capable of defeating him with all nine classes, he will grant you the young Arthas Paladin alternate hero, which is really nice. I love Lady Liadrin. I, I got Lady Liadrin like the day she released, but I might switch over to Arthas once uh, Frozen Throne comes out. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. It sounds like a grindy quest. It kind of is. The thing about it is you need to have nine really good decks because the thing is Arthas in the uh, in the dev update uh, they did, it's revealed that Arthas specifically is each encounter. Each class has a specific encounter with Arthas. They when they when they fight him, Um, mages are automatically dropped to a single health at the very beginning of the game. Uh, Paladins, uh, when a minion dies on your side of the board, Arthas raises it on his side of the board. Uh, so it's gonna be a little bonkers. It's gonna be a little interesting to see. So, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to see how it goes. Okay. See how it shakes out. Uh, I think that really covers most of the news this week. It was kind of a really light news week this week. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's also some esports news. I know that the, uh, WoW Arena tournament is going on today. So, that might be interesting to watch, but, um, you know, check your local listings. Uh, and I know that the, uh, I think the, uh, war chest from Starcraft two, uh, capped out, didn't it? I believe so. At 200,000. Yeah, at the 200,000 mark. So, um, there's been a lot of actual, actually there's been quite a bit of controversy about the war chest. That's, and that's really kind of the weird thing about it. Um, there's been a lot of people that have been complaining because the war chest only matches, only puts $200,000 into the prize pool. Uh, right. But the thing is, is that everything else they make on the war chest is going towards helping promote and continue running other StarCraft II events for the rest of the year, other esports events for the rest of the year, which I'm okay with. <laughs> what do you feel about that? Um, I haven't really looked into it too much. I mean... I think raising money for the prize pool is a good thing. I, you know, I don't know why everything has to be riddled with controversy. It's the internet, friend. Everything is riddled with controversy. Period. Yep. All right, I, uh, that's really the news. Uh, Twenty minutes this week. That's really not bad. Uh, we're cutting it down a little bit, guys. <laughs> um, so this week we're going to be talking about the auction house, which is something that Kevin has wanted to do for a long time. 
uh, on the show because Kevin is really bad with his gold. LB so is not. Bad. LB is not bad with his gold, but uh, Kevin is really bad with his gold. LB uh, is actually currently saving up for one of the expensive mounts, the two million I'm, gold mount, the spider mount from uh, what's his yep. name? Yeah, got. LB, you're, uh, LB, I know you're listening to the show. Um, I hate you, and give me all of your gold, please. <laughs> um, so, Auction House, I, I told Kevin when this started that I was going to boil this down as easily as I possibly could. Uh, it basically boils down to don't be stupid, seriously. Uh, go watch, what is it, um, Wolf of Wall Street or, uh, you know, uh, oh, God. Gordon Gecko, Glengarry Glen Ross, uh, Gord. What's the one with Gordon Gecko? God, God damn it, Michael Douglas. Wall Street, Wall Street. I guess, yeah. Um, <laughs> my pop culture's just gone out of my head for this at the moment. Um, watch any movie that has financial shenanigans, and they always mention keeping your nuts safe. Do this. Just, just don't ever allow yourself to go. Well, this is a good bet, and put all of your gold into a single thing. That is the ultimate piece of advice you can I can give you. Don't yeah. spend all of your damn money, especially on... not y- Yosera Link seeds. Yep. No matter how many, <laughs> I was gonna mention it. No matter how much that add-on yeah. tells you, it's gonna it's gonna raise in price. Don't. Yeah. So I think this started, you know, before that shenanigans, before the shenanigans where I I lost all of my gold, and there's actually an episode where it references that. Um. I want. I was very interested in the auction house because it seems like there is a way to make money there. There's definitely people who are making money in the auction house, and how can you get in on making that gold? Because you know, my initial thought was, let me make enough money so that I can afford my WoW subscription and not have to pay for it with my credit card. And th- then battle net balance. Yeah, and yeah, that raised the price of the um, the coin significantly. So it's not something that it's easy it's not easy to do without you know doing some of the things that we're going to talk about but for just um you know making goal or buying low and selling high i you know i don't think it's something that it's easily attainable not so much anymore unfortunately yeah but um let's get into you know why should i auction house and what are some of the reasons that i would even think about going into the auction house so for a lot of people, the auction house is the end game. There are people like that's the thing. That's the wonderful thing about MMOs. There's always every bit of content that exists can be considered in game for some people. Uh, some people believe transmog and cosmetics are the ultimate end game. There are others that believe that arena or PvP is the ultimate end game. There's people that raid. There's people that just do mythics and world quests and dungeons. There are people that grind reps. They have pacifist runs, things like that. So there's always somebody who's going to have an end game out of something. The auction house is actually a really good source of end game. I, I've done it before. I did most of an expansion where all I did was basically play the auction house. Um, it's just, if you're that kind of person, like you have that kind of mindset that greed is good to quote the movie that I couldn't remember the name of earlier. (laughs) Um, if you have that mindset, it's actually really nice. It's really great. Uh, there, there's a lot of really robust tools out there and there's a lot of really robust, uh, competition. So you really can get that sort of rush that you would get, you know, killing a world boss or killing uh, a raid boss. What rush are you talking about? Like making a big sale or making a lot of money? Is that what you mean? Yeah, there there well there are people that just aim for gold cap. I know that there are there are people on the server that I play on that all they do is they gold cap a character, then they go do another character. They gold cap that character. They move into another character. They gold cap that character. You know, so that's all they do is that they gold cap and that's like the end game for them. Okay. Um, that, but there are other people that are, that try to aim for making the, the best sales they possibly can, moving the most volume, things like that. So it's really interesting. Um, so why you want to auction house really comes down to what you're trying to get out of it. Are you trying to aim for the end game? Are you trying to support your play style? Are you trying to support your crippling, crippling addiction to cosmetics and uh, battle pets? 
It really depends. Um, it, it really depends on what you want to do and how you feel like the game should be. Okay. And that's really the long and the short of it. Um, you so like, mm-hmm. I mean, like for specific transmogs or for specific pets, I know that a lot of people just turn to the auction house and just look to buy them from there. I mean, are these things so difficult to get that, you know, you just want to spend gold on the auction house to get it? Or, I mean, does it take long to farm yourself? I haven't tried, you know, farming either of those two types of things. Well, that's an interesting kind of point to make is everybody has a different, a different algebra for how valuable their time is. And ultimately some people are going to go, well, my time is more valuable. My, my eight hours is more valuably spent doing something else other than going to the wetlands and grinding red dragon whelps for a pet. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe a thousand, uh, Maybe a thousand gold an hour is well is is below what my time is worth. So I'd rather just spend the gold and get it than spend eight hours farming. I'd rather spend eight thousand gold buying a pet than eight hours farming the pet. But don't people like artificially inflate the price of that pet then? Because not a lot of people are doing that. The rarest items, very rare items, yes, there will be an inflation, there will be a markup, there will be a large margin on it. But for more common stuff, the, the markup's not really all that high comparatively. Um, again, you know, to me, you know, eight hours of my time is not worth a thousand gold an hour. So I would be more than happy to go farm the item than buy it. And I know I just screwed up that analogy, but um, <laughs> I, I would much rather go farm an item than buy it. And to me, all it is is it's time. All it is is it's time because I can do four other things at the same time as I'm mindlessly killing whelps out in the wetlands, to use that example. Um, but, you know, the markup on those is not really all that great. Now, there's stuff like the Hyacinth Macaw or the Captured fire uh, Firefly uh, from back in old Outlands, uh, the Tyrant's Transmog, which is a big one for a lot of people. They want the Tyrant's gear for uh, slot mogs. Um, those are big deals to some people, and they will pay a premium price for it because they have a very limited drop area or they have a very low drop rate. So, yes, there will be a markup on those, and I know I'm rambling a little bit. I mean, is transmog even something that goes on the auction house a lot now, or is a lot of it switched over to like bind on a bind on pickup or something where you can't sell it? Uh, transmog is still very big, uh, especially because, you know, if you have, you know, if you've played clothies your entire time in the game, all of your gear that you're going to have for transmog is going to be cloth gear. Mm hmm. And, you know, you suddenly decide, I want to be a blood elf paladin, and I want to dress the sluttiest way I possibly can. You know, you don't have any of that plate gear, so you have to go either farm it or buy it off the auction house. So it becomes, it actually, transmog gear is a really great way to make quite a bit of money if you, uh, if you can get the right stuff. Like, especially the tyrants or the blood letters gear. Um, those are always high value sellers, um, there are some very rare weapons that are very um, expensive and have extremely low world drop chances or drop off of a mob that has a very, very long respawn timer or stuff like that. So uh, transmog is actually a really, really good way. If you can reliably obtain the transmog items, it's a really good way to make some money. All right. So let's actually talk about some ways to make money on the auction house itself. So um, one of the ways that I already mentioned was buying low and selling high. This is the most straightforward way to make gold. Um, I've done this using some, some the help of some add-ons. Um, I've been focusing mainly on mats for Legion. So looking at all the fish or looking at all the enchanting, you know, mats, um, trying to buy them at a price where someone is selling it abnormally low and then selling it, closer to market value or above market value to, you know, flip it and make some gold. 
So that's that's a pretty simple way. Um, but I think that there's also more profit in some of the other ways that we'll mention here. But um, Gav, what are some ways that you've used to make gold on the auction house previously? Um, some of the biggest ways that I have made gold on the auction house previously um, was I farmed, literally. Uh, went out at the beginning of this expansion, the beginning of Legion, I went out on my uh, paladin and I went ape shit. I farmed so much uh fell slate and I just I would sell the raw fell slate in some cases and if I was feeling lucky I would uh mill it down and make a bunch of gems and the gems were selling for ridiculous values at the beginning of the expansion. They're still selling fairly high. Um I could still make a decent profit on it. But um yeah that was that was one of the biggest ways I made the money I have right now uh that and potions of old warp, which if you listen to previous shows, you know that I absolutely crashed the economy of on my server <laughs> um, what some of the other ways that I've done it is I've farmed seasonal pets i've uh farmed b o e gear um seasonal pets are always a big one uh or pets that may have like a low drop rate for specific purposes um and these are pets that come out or are only obtainable during a specific seasonal event, correct? Yeah, seasonal events or in some cases stuff that has a very low drop rate. Um, back in, I want to say it was BC, maybe Wrath, I farmed the White Kitten from Little Timmy in Stormwind. And uh, it was an Alliance-only pet. You were only able to obtain the pet on the Alliance uh, because the vendor for it was one kid who walked randomly through Stormwind and had like a five or a ten hour respawn timer on the pet. So I would buy those and I would uh, post them on the neutral auction house of Booty Bay and actually made quite a bit of gold doing that. Um, I think that's how I funded. That's one of the ways I funded like flying in BC was selling those kittens. <laughs> um, yes, I, I was a uh, a kitten mill. I, I was an irresponsible breeder. I, I, I was selling poor really really inbred cats to people uh to the horde <laughs> uh there was a horde equivalent to it, it was a black cat of some manner uh you get out of tears fall glades and i did that on my horde characters so it was it was something you know i made uh i made a decent amount of gold doing that um look for pets and things that are hard to obtain like if you're going the battle pet route uh, look for pets and things that are hard to obtain make sure it's something that is cageable because there are some pets and things that are not cageable, so you have to be very careful and aim for the correct pet. Um, old expansion mats are another big one. They always you can always make a lot of money selling old expansion mats. I am uh, currently carefully doling out my trillium from Mists of Pandaria because trillium is still very expensive because it's used for um, the Sky Golem. Uh, living because it's part of the living steel transmute for the sky golem uh, for a bunch of really nice transmog weapons and gear from that period uh, stuff like that um, uh, herbs don't really make quite so much anymore they used to back when each glyph required a different like for inscription glyphs required different uh, inks and things like that uh, it's not so much anymore with the ink traders and everything else that goes on. So, oh well. Um, what what about mm-hmm. finding out what transmog gear is going to sell really well on the auction house? Regrettably, you kind of have to dig through it. There, there's fashion uh, threads on places like MMO Champion and Reddit. I'm pretty certain you know Blizzwatch comments have stuff like that uh, on some of their transmog kind of focused stuff. So you have to kind of dig through and see what people are interested in. Uh, there are some gear pieces that are always going to be popular. Like I said, tyrannicals and blood letters for plate. Um, there are a couple of really good pieces, really interesting pieces of leather that's always in demand. Mail. I, I'm, I don't know off the top of my head with mail. Um, cloth. There are a couple of like encourage era cloth pieces that are always really highly in demand. Uh, typically they always seem to be slutmog pieces, which is mm. kind of sad, but also I don't really care because I'm making gold off of them. Um, <laughs> really, it literally just comes down to what people think looks cool. 
and you kind of have to test the pulse of the community to see what they think is cool right now. Um, I know I have made quite a bit of gold in the past off of uh, the tyrannical, the blood letters. Uh, and there's, I think it's a moon cloth robe or something like that uh, is a cloth piece. That is another slut mog piece, of course. Um, but I've made quite a bit of gold off of those three pieces uh, in the past. Uh, Bloodletter and Tyrannical is a little bit harder to obtain because those are random world drops. I believe the Mooncloth Robe is a random world drop also. Um, I know it's not Mooncloth Robe, but that's the only thing that's sticking in my head right now. But it's all three world drop BOE greens. Um, but you can usually aim for a specific level range where it will drop so you can go get it that way. But that just means you're still killing thousands and thousands of mobs to get them. Okay, you mentioned some actual like farming for um, materials. Um, what about just farming a bunch of materials and crafting it into something and selling it? Like, can I just go watch a video where someone's making a bunch of glyphs and selling them on the auction house and make gold that way? You can, but the problem is, is that when you, you're watching a video of somebody making, make a hundred thousand gold an hour and wow, <laughs> selling glyphs on the auction house, you might want to take a look at the view count because I can tell you there's probably about another 500,000 views on that video also, which means there's 500,000 other jackasses that have the same stupid ass idea. Right. Find a niche on your server, find a niche. And figure out what is going to make you gold as opposed to what some other guy used to make gold. Other videos and other people will give you a good idea of kind of where to start. Um, but you have to find where your niche is on your server because you have to, because, you know, of course, your your server is, wait, aren't there, are the servers? It's a Horde and Alliance only server based still, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's both sides server based. So you have to find your niche on your server and figure out where you, what what hole you're gonna fill. Giggity, uh, to quote Chris, um, that's that's just really how it goes. You have to figure out yeah. where you're gonna fit into it. I mean, it's I think it's just like anything else. Like if you are following Felslate, for example, and you understand what the price of that is, and you can you can tell when someone's selling it for under what it should go for, or you know, it's going for more and you want to let some go on the auction house to make some money. I mean, that's the best thing to do is really understand the market if you're if you want to try to make money in it. Yeah. And always remember that the best way to understand the market is to be engaged in the market. You can't just pick an add on up and let the add on tell you what to do, Kevin. Isn't that right? <laughs> that's right. Especially when uh, flying gets turned on. Uh huh. So. So that, that that's a that's a big thing. Find your niche, figure out what you can do. You might be that guy that has a thousand living steel on your server and has a living steel market cornered. Or you might be that guy who has Mr. Pandaria ores, uh raw ores cornered, or you might be that guy that has all the Fjarn Skaggle on your server. You have to figure out where you fit in. And that's and honestly the best way to understand the auction house and to f make gold in a rapid manner. And specifically for professions, I will say that you need to see what, you know, the raw materials are going for. And you also need to see what the finished products are going for. Like if you are an engineer or if you can craft other things to, because like you could make a lot more money sometimes by selling the raw materials versus sometimes crafting it into something and selling that instead. So, and those you markets are both going to fluctuate independently. Yeah. So you, you really need to, to check your ROI on what it. they are. Yeah. And it, I just interrupt you because I like to. It amuses me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to figure out your ROI on it. You have to figure out what your return on investment is. Yep. Um, All right. Mm -hmm. Let's move. Let's move on to something that is a little bit of a mystery to me because I haven't played this game very long. It's the black market auction house. What the hell is the black market auction house? Can I put something up on there or does stuff get put up on there automatically? I have no idea what the hell this is. All right. So the black market auction house was introduced in Mista Pandaria. It is a NPC populated and run auction house uh it is not player interactable except to purchase or bid on items so the black market auction house was originally introduced as a way to bring back some items that 
might be exceptionally hard to obtain or might actually be completely unobtainable at this point in the game. Uh, but it is where everybody knows your name. Dun, 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 dun. And they're always glad you came. Uh, yes, mm. cheers joke. Uh, only about 30 years late on that one. Um, there is a lot of expensive shit on there. Uh, but like I said, it is the only location for some currently unobtainable gear. There's uh, stuff like... Um, Old PvP sets, old tier sets, rare pets, hard-to-obtain pets, mounts, weapons, all sorts of crazy bullshit can be bought off of the uh, Black Market Age. You cannot post anything. I, I will reiterate that one. You cannot post things on the Black Market Auction House. You can only bid on them or buy them, I guess. Bid on them. Yeah, it's bidding. It's only bidding. There's no buying. That's right. Are there a lot of people that bid on shit there? Oh, holy crap. Yes, there are some people, like, you know how I talked about endgame earlier? Like, yeah. how Auction House can be the endgame for some people? There are some people that their entire purpose is to buy shit off the Black Market Auction House. Okay. Um, so, Black Market Auction House, they, it, items come out at a steady clip during the day, during the week, um, at predictable time frames. Uh, it will go until it reaches the end of its post cycle. If nobody bid on the item during that post cycle, it is taken off. If somebody did bid, the highest bidder, of course, will receive the item in their mail. Uh, for those items that don't actually get bid on and just kind of die, uh, it becomes a mystery box. Um, and at which point you have to tell yourself, well, I could bid on those tier three gloves or I could bid on the mystery box. It could be anything. It could even be tier three gloves. The mystery box could be just about anything that comes off of the black market auction house. It's uh, really interesting. You can actually find some really good finds on there. Some really, really good stuff you can get out of the black market auction house mystery boxes. So um, black market auction house is a little bit. Um, yeah, you need deep pockets. Let's just put it that way. Have you ever won anything? Uh, yes, I won some stuff back in Mists of Pandaria. I have a couple of pieces of Tier 3 for Priest that I won back in those days. Uh, nice. Because I never completed Nax when Nax was current content, which makes me sad. Original Nax, not uh, not Wrath Nax. Cool. Uh, Chris, do you use any add-ons to help you with auctioning? I personally use uh, Auctioneer. Um, Auctioneer has actually not been updated uh, for 7.2.5. It doesn't really need to be, but, you know, it, it hasn't been updated for 7.2.5, so I might actually drop that one and go with one of the other add-ons that exists out there. Um, there's three other major ones that I know of, one of which I know you use, mm -hmm. which is uh, which is one you use. Trade Skill Master? ESM, the one that told you to buy Yasserlin Seeds. <laughs> it didn't tell me to buy Yasserling seeds. Um, how it works is that you actually make groups of items. So I made a group of like Legion, uh, like herbalism mats. Okay, so I run that. Uh, I run that group on the auction house, and it lets me know everything under a certain price for those mats. And the cool thing about it is that the price you can set the price dynamically per item. So I'm looking at, I think, 60% below market value. Mm -hmm. So market value is like typically what it goes for on the Average auction pricing. house any given day. Right. Mm -hmm. So I look for stuff that's 60% below that, buy it up and then try to sell it at 80% or above of what the market, per of what the market value is. Um, so like the day that they released uh, flying, I guess someone went out and farmed like I'm not even joking, like over a thousand of these things and dumped it on the auction house for like next to nothing. So I was like, great, let me buy it all up. And then um, I realized when I stopped clicking the button that I was, it wouldn't let me buy anymore because I was literally out of gold <laughs> and I had dropped like close to, I don't know, like a hundred thousand or so um, on these Yoseraling seeds. And it took me like, I think over a month to get rid of them all at near cost to what I bought them for. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like the ability to set up a group of items so I don't have to look for them time and time again. I can just click the group and it finds everything in the group. And then that works for buying and selling. So mm -hmm. um, 
and you can set up really, really complex like algorithms for, you know, if it, if it's been this price, but it hasn't, you know, if, if it's gotten to this price, but not this price and you can, you know, set up these equations almost for how to buy or sell things and people will post their equations online and you can steal them and copy them in for yourself and all this other jazz. But I am also going to put in the show notes, um, a link to Hazel's trade skill master guides because she had a few videos that I watched that helped kind of explain the basics to me, which was enough to lose all my gold and make it back again. So, um, you know, your mileage may vary, but there you go. That's, that's one tool that you could use. That is the tool that Mr. Kevin uses. Like I said, I use auctioneer. I've been using auctioneer for a million and a half years. Um, it's kind of unintuitive, but I've gotten used to it. Um, well, what, another... what is a feature that it has that the normal auction house doesn't have? Uh, a lot. Um, there is automatic scanning and uh, manual scanning of the auction house to determine average pricing. Uh, it hooks into Enchantrix and uh, Swatter and a couple of other pretty common plugin add-ons that uh, then displays tooltips on any item you hover over, gives you average price, price per stack, um, gives you a suggestion if you should buy or sell this item on the auction house and at what value. Um, it helps break down percentages of uh, over or under market value. It allows you to do bulk batch posting uh, with one click, uh, things of that nature. It's a very full-featured add-on, but it's very unintuitive for some people. And I, I, in the beginning, it was very unintuitive for me. Uh, believe me, yeah. I, I had took me forever to figure it out back in the day. Um, there's also and, another... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Trade Skill Master is exactly the same in that regards. And it does take watching a bunch of YouTube videos to understand how to use it. So it's not for someone to just jump in and start making money. I mean, there's definitely some work that goes into setting up some of this. Yeah. Um, so there is also another add-on that's very similar to Auctioneer. It's called Auctionator. Um, for a long time, I kept forgetting which one I used, so I would download the other one, ended up using that one for a couple of weeks. And then I was like, wait, this isn't the one I normally use. Uh, and that went back and forth. So I've used both of those back off and on for quite a while. So I'm most comfortable with Auctioneer, though. Um, there's another add-on that's very similar to the three we've mentioned so far. It's the Undermine Journal. Um, it's the Undermine Journal add-on. Um, there is a Undermine Journal itself is a website, which I was, I've been intending on mentioning several times. The Undermine Journal is a website that aggregates auction house pricing across all servers and all realms. So if you're ever at, if you're ever trying to figure out when, how much is the average price of tyrannical ch- uh, breastplate in the in the Asian region, you know, on the ENR server or whatever, you can go take a look at what the average pricing is for that. Um, it also lists, you know, for that server or that server group, it lists, you know, potential deals or possibly rising costs, something to keep an eye on, you know. Um, they have an there's an add-on that's very that's uh, associated with it, I believe. Uh, it does a lot of the same things, like I mentioned with Auctioneer. It, uh, injects tooltips. It does scans of the auction house. Uh, does all that kind of information. So, all good, good stuff. You know, really interesting. Uh, if you're really serious about making gold on the auction house, you know, these tools can help you do that. But it can't ever replace your own gut instinct about what's good, or your own math about what's good, or tell you when something has changed like flying has been added and will completely change the prices on the auction house did we not for the two or three weeks preceding that incident tell you to be careful you did you told me on several occasions uh so it's okay where can i go to find out more about making gold than us just rambling about the auction house there are a million YouTube videos. There is a whole, uh, there are subreddits and there are websites dedicated just to making gold. Try to avoid the ones that sound like a Nigerian prince trying to scam you through your email <laughs> if you can help it. Um, and avoid the gold sellers. Just shoot for the legit means. Um, 
like I said, there are a lot of really good resources out there. You can use the Reddit. You can use Undermine Journal. You can use stuff like that. There's also, I know that there's a, there's at least one dedicated gold making podcast out there. That is the Goblin Goldcast. Uh, we'll throw a link out to them. I haven't listened to one of their shows in a while, but I know they are always very entertaining, very funny folks, and they really do like what they do. So, uh, we're giving them a shout out right there. We'll, uh, make sure we link into it, uh, later in the, podcast and on the website cool i I think that kind of covers just about everything what do you think yeah i mean and i think if you want to make gold go out and farm stuff you know like i know right now i could go to high mountain and start farming some salmon and sell them on the auction house for bank like end of story i made some money you know like there's some really easy ways to do this you don't need to buy money from a nigerian scammer yeah uh the 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 crux of it is if you're really interested in making some quick gold alchemy jewel crafting cooking fishing those four are your holy grail right there boom make boom. make some gold yep let us know how you did yeah we'd love to hear how uh how terrible if you have a story that's worse than kevin buying up all the acerolin seeds and having to make his money back over the course of a month please tweet <laughs> at us about it uh so i can make even further fun of him and i guess you by extension i don't know you though so you know i'll be nice but i'm not gonna be nice to kevin all right I let's think start that... wrapping it up chris yeah uh so your final thoughts on uh this week's topic um Go do some fishing. <laughs> I that it's very succinct and to the point. Um, my final thought for this week is, you know, always try to keep about three fifty on you. <laughs> Don't go below three fifty. Don't go below three fifty. Okay, <laughs> just just telling you that right now. Um, so don't do that, buddy. What do you got for me this week? I actually don't have any. <laughs> don't do that's this week. I think. My previous don't do that where I ended up like muting somebody um, that has been going perfectly. I have not had to listen to this person for at least two weeks now, and it's going so swimmingly. I can't even tell you. And did everything else work out all right with that whole situation? Yeah, everything. Everything is cool. Like all of the beefs that I thought were had, there is no more beef. And, you know, I can actually thank LB for cooling me down. And you actually, because I remember calling you after I was like, mm-hmm. you know, riled up one night when I heard some uh, somebody was talking shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, everything is cool. Um, you know, things. I'm, are I'm going glad you well. squashed your beef. <laughs> yep, the beefs let, are going. Let's not have any East Coast West Coast style shit going on these days. Okay. <laughs> um, what about you, Chris? <laughs> um, don't do that. Not really a whole lot this week. Um. Don't don't be a dick. I mean, I say that a lot and I am a dick, but you know, don't don't be a dick. That's about it. Um Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. All right. I, I am a great fucking role model. Don't fucking curse anymore. <laughs> um All right. I really think that covers just about the whole week and we're in under an hour. The fuck, son? This is how it should be. It should Seriously. be. We should be like just about an hour. That's perfect. We we go long every week, but for this week we didn't. So that's fantastic. That's, don't fuck it up and go over an hour. Come on, let's do this. All right, all right. So, folks, that is going to be our show this week. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at AzerothCTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat. That is with a K. Chris is at akari underscore mag and i am of course at gavril underscore et you can email the show at azeroth at gmail.com though we know all of us know you're not going to uh you can visit our website at www.azerothctc.com which i have finally updated because these jackasses couldn't do it themselves last week shoot us a review on soundcloud stitcher itunes whatever makes you happy we love to hear from you tweet at us scream at us send us you know rock through our window do whatever it takes we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear your stories we'd love to hear your feedback um that's gonna be about it so um this week we're gonna end it with a little bit of kid rock so uh say ba with a ba yeah yeah we're terrible okay we're yeah <laughs> all right guys bye bye